This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Raise Your Game. Many successful business people and sales professionals use some form of NLP tools, either consciously or unconsciously. NLP can give you strategic influence, help create and maintain rapport, teach you the right questions to ask to address customer concerns, give you inductive language tools to impress upon people and teach you to negotiate effectively. It is the final Friday of the month. So this morning we have Human Equation, Sheila Singham and her guest, Nicole Rodriguez, uh, Managing Director of Mountain Fresh Fruit Juices here to share with us and how uh, they've used NLP to help in business and sales. So, uh, Sheila, we'll start off with you. You know, how is NLP useful for those doing business and what, what tools, which tools can be used? Well, there's a whole range of tools that you can actually use in business and in sales. Foremost among them, of course, fundamental to all relationship building is uh, communication. Mm. And the NLP rapport building tools are really, really very profound. Um, in fact, uh, I, I teach my, my students to just build rapport when you go in to see clients. Just match and mirror their physiology, their tonality, listen to the words that they're using and match those as well. And they've come back and told me like they've got amazing results and they're always like very perplexed. How can something so simple be so, mm. you know, relevant and, and so successful? Mm. And I say, yeah, that's it. And people people think that the simple tools in, uh, are not worth, um, right. you know, addressing or using. But you start with the fundamentals, right? Mm. Um, another thing is also to listen to the language people are using. Mm. Um, you know, some people are highly visual, some are auditory, some are kinesthetic. So if you listen to their language, you'll be able to say which is their preference. So when you speak to them, you match that way. So if someone in the language is using a lot of kinesthetic words, right? Uh, words like feel and, you know, I need to run through it before I can, you know, I can need to grasp it. So when you actually are marketing something to him as far as possible, you let him have a feel and touch if it's a product. Hmm. Let him touch it, feel it, try it out. And if if you don't have, if it's like too big a product and you can't carry, let him look at the brochures, right. feel the brochures, you know, touch it. So you communicate with them in their preferred communication hmm. style. Uh, another thing also is um, the kind of language that you use. Um, we 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 recommend people to use what we call inductive language. Mm. Inductive language is very big picture language, you know, language that is full of metaphors, mm. right? Um, which actually connects better with people than just jumping straight into the specifics. Now, what I teach my people in my sales programs is, don't go and hard sell the. Um, the features of the product, right. what it is, because that one people can basically see mm. you have, you know, brochures with the specifications. What you need to do is to translate the features of the product or service into the benefits it will bring to the buyer. Paint in their minds a picture of what it's like when they have that product or service, what it's going to do for them, what they will see, hear and feel when they have it to build a rich sort of picture. Mm. And then uh, we know the sounds and, and feelings because people base people buy based on emotions. Right. Right. I mean, if I'm going to go and buy a bottle of water from the shop, it's not based on emotions. But if I'm buying things like houses, cars, Unless we tell you the water is, you know, from the mountains... Uh, 
the French Alps. Then I will choose ah. that one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So a lot of times we uh, we we think that people are buying based on rational. Mm. People will buy based on emotion, mm. especially big ticket items, and they'll rationalize it using logic, like the features and the pricing and all that sort of thing. What was it that Nicole said? Uh, what the uh, Mountain Fresh is the 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 Mercedes Benz, the Rolls Royce of fruit juices, right? And we'll we'll hear a little bit about Nicole's story. But when you also talk about rapport and trying to connect with someone, in a way, you are getting the person to like you, like at the end of the day. Um, actually, you don't really have to be in rapport with. Uh, you don't have to like, like someone to be in rapport with them. Ah. Rapport is actually the it's fundamentals of rapport is actually trust. Okay, you know? so I might not really like wonderfully like you. I want to have but, dinner with you. Yeah, but right. I will trust you. I will trust you to okay. provide. Yeah. Mm. Um, also, uh, another thing that we we need to look at at business and sales is that connecting with the values of the buyer, the buying values. This is a very, very profound technique. You ask, you elicit from the buyer, like say the last time you bought a house, mm. what was the first thing you looked for? And then what was the second thing and what was the third thing? So they might say, the first thing I looked for was the environment. Mm. The second thing I looked for was spaciousness. And the mm. third thing was the price. Mm. So when I am, say if I'm selling houses, right. when I'm showing them a house, I would feed back the benefits of the house in the same mm. order. So I've got a perfect place for you and a perfect environment. Right. right. You would love this environment. It's got this, 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 based on what, what they want. Because a lot of times, I guess, like salespeople will say what they like, yes. but not meet. And, and it's different things to different people, Correct. right? And you want to, so then listen to what they have to say and talk about those features first that they would like. Absolutely. Mm. You feed it back in the order they would they, like. Uh. Like I once had this guy come to try and sell me insurance mm. and I'm saying, okay, here's what I want. And you you know, package something for me that fits with my needs. And he's saying, oh, wait, I, I'll go through the whole uh, brochure with you, everything with you. You listen first. I said, I don't have time. I don't need to listen. I know what I want. Yeah. I don't need to listen to all your products and packages. You tell me, you know your products, you tell me. But he proceeded uh, and, and he lost me. Right? I didn't buy from him. But there was another guy, he was persistent. He said, Michelle, tell me what you want and I'll tailor exactly for you what mm. you want. I said, no, I want a savings plan for when I'm older. He said, okay, this I've got the perfect thing for you. And he got me. Right. I bought from him. It was a large amount that you know I put down. Mm. But I, he, he got me because he was listening mm. to what I wanted. So in business... If we listen, our listening skills also have to be, we call it in NLP, sensory acuity. Okay. Watching the person's physiology and listening to them, what they're saying. And then when you talk to them, when you watch their physiology, you can actually see that they're connecting with what you're saying, mm. right? And listening and taking note of what the client's buying values are, what is their strategy for buying things or for investing, let's say. So, and, and then when you, you go back to them and talk about the benefits of, of your business, um, your product or your service, you feed it back to them according to what they want. That means you match your product benefits and features and all that back to what they want. All right. Um, but business can be unpredictable. Now, how does NLP help one to persevere through hard times, uh, we'll talk to Sheila Singham from Human Equation together with Nicole Rodriguez uh, from Mountain Fresh Fruit Juices. After this, this is Raise a Game, BFM 89.9. This is Raise a Game. Good morning, Frida Liu here. Final Friday of the month, we have Sheila Singham from Human Equation, Tools to Transformation, and uh, together with Nicole Rodriguez, the Managing Director of Mountain Fresh Fruit Juices. You know, we were just talking about 
NLP and how that helps with business and sales. But, you know, business can be unpredictable. Mm. And, you know, we're going through a, a, a challenging period in Malaysia at the moment. How does NLP help uh, someone persevere through hard times? One of the things, a couple of tools that NLP can give you is what we call the well-formed outcome model, mm. where you actually sit down and write down what you really want. Where, where do you, where's the end game love, for, your, for your business, right? And then sit down and plan the steps that you need to, to take. So if you're focusing on the outcome, what we believe is that everything in your un- unconscious mind, your environment, everything pulls together to uh, to bring to your attention the opportunities that are going to help you to oh, achieve right. the outcome. And the second thing is that we teach people is state management. So, you know, you've got a deal that's fallen through and you pretty much inclined to crash and just kind of lie down there and, and, and wallow in it. Oh, mm. you know, mm. but NLP state management tools teach you how to get out of that state, you know, wallow for a little while, get out of that state of disappointment, and then get back into the game and focus on your end and out and right. game and the outcome that you want. Okay, so I know this is one of the tools that you use, Nicole. But before that, you know a little bit about your business. Okay, um, Mountain Fresh. We've started about six years ago. My husband found the agency, and I decided to um, take it on because I love the taste of mm-hmm. the juices, and it's a good product that I think that every household should have, mm. and every restaurants and five star hotels. Right. Mm. I know that with the NLP, you know, uh, you've used a lot of the tools. One of the tools is the well-formed outcomes as well. Uh, so tell us how you use that that uh, that tool. Okay, for the um, NLP, for the well, well-formed outcome, it was in a sense that it gave you a direction mm. and a focus that, okay, I've got to do this, this, like a mm. certain things, mm. and I was so focused to getting it. When I did the NLP course, after nine months, I actually achieved the sales target that I wanted okay. in the well-formed outcome. So, okay, what was happening before? Before, in the <laughs> sense that was there was no sense of direction. Right. Like, I, I would know that I want this client and certain amount of clients, but I didn't really know how to get them mm. and get there as Sheila was saying like in state management when I lost the deal and I didn't get it I would like you know darn I, I've like I don't know what to do and I'll be like you know all okay yeah. is it just just like okay I don't know what to do that's it that's the end of the road Depressed, right yes yeah. yes Okay, and one of the things that uh, what other tools you use? I know you also use rapport a lot, I guess. Yeah, I do um, a lot of rapport and also matching and mirroring mm-hmm. because matching and mirroring is one of the most I think effective tools for me. Mm. It's like when you see your client mm. and then you can sort of like match and mirror them and eventually get into rapport because right. it makes it easier to communicate. Okay, share a story. Yeah. Um, there was a quite a difficult client that mm. we had and. I've, Initially, I sent my sales guy to go and he couldn't, like, you know, yeah. break through it. And with NLP, I spoke to Sheila about this right. and she taught me this uh, matching and mirroring. And I actually used it. It's quite easy to use. Like yeah. when he did something, I m- matched it without okay. him, like, notice, uh-huh. noticing it. And eventually, yeah, he actually um, signed the contract and I got the... Okay, yeah. so it just it just connecting that way, and I guess like as you were saying, that helps build mm. trust. Absolutely, it doesn't mean yeah. that you know your best friends right now, but you build trust as well. Mm-hmm. So how has it also? How have these tools also helped you in terms of your your mo- focus and self motivation? 
I've used like the the wealth from up- mm-hmm. outcome. I've been like very very focused on what I want to get done and when because there is a timeline of ah. when we should get it because you're writing it down. Mm. And basically, I've also used um, the vision board that mm. I have. So every day okay. when you wake up, you look at what you want, and uh. before you sleep as well, you also see what you you know what you're supposed to do. So it you have like. You've instilled it in yourself. Okay. Okay. This is what I want, and I will gear up myself to get it. Okay. Yeah. What's What's on your vision board? My vision board. Well, I've got um, the house that I desire. Okay. The car that I want. Good education for my kids. So, like you know, proper schools and um, the amount of sales that I want Mountain Fresh to achieve mm. at a certain amount of time, okay. and also the perfect figure. <laughs> <laughs> You're perfect. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so these are so these are things, and then so when you've got this on the board, then it sort of motivates you to do the things to get there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So what about in terms of you know you talk about uh, inductive language? Is that metaphors as well? Yes, metaphors right. as well. So mm. um, I think sometimes Nicole, um, we we all go and see a client, and mm. they say, "Oh, your products are expensive, la. Like for yeah. Nicole, for right. example, "Why wow, your mountain fresh very expensive." So, you know, you ask you you say, "But well." It's the Mercedes Benz of fruit juices mm. or the Rolls Royce of fruit juices, mm. and people straight away get it. Oh, I see quality. Right. You know, it's the best quality. So you really don't go and ask someone to negotiate on the price of a Rolls Royce or mm. a Merc, right? So people then understand the value of it. Mm. Another thing that we also teach salespeople and and uh, business people is the beliefs. You see, you can have the best well-formed outcome. You can have the best intentions for your business. But if you yourself have limiting belief inside of right. you that you can achieve that, then it's not going to happen. Were there some limiting beliefs for you, Nicole? Yes, there definitely okay. were. Yeah, it was like a belief that I, I can't get that um, like that particular hotel because I've, I felt that oh, I'm not good enough to, you uh. know, for them and stuff. And when I went to this NLP, we got that removed and now yeah. I know, okay, I can do it. Okay, so in the case of metaphors, right, uh, we talked a little bit about that. So how do you then, when someone says, you know, this is expensive, what, apart from you saying that this is a Rolls Royce of fruit juices, what else do you do to counter it in a positive way? I will ask them like, okay, expensive compared to what? Mm. What are you comparing it to? And I would explain like in the Mountain Fresh bottle for 300 ml, mm. there is actually eight premium apples inside. Mm. And when I tell them that they'll go... Ah, no wonder, you know, so then they understand that, yes, it is of that quality. And that's why for the price you're paying, Mm. that's why it's, you know, no preservatives and no sugar, not even water is added. Okay, so you move away from price, which is a very easy... Expensive, right? Mm. So you go into the the explanation of what it is, and you you sell the benefits. Yeah, because mm. most people get stumped. You know, most mm. sales and business people get stumped when people critique the pricing. Yeah. So this one gives you the questions. We in NLP we call it the meta model. Mm. The questions like what, how. You know, we we avoid the why question. Mm. So we we people would say oh, that's too expensive. Compared to what? Mm. What makes you say that? You know, um, and then we do a comparison of maybe your product, you compare it with mm. the competitor's product and show them the benefits, the value-added benefits of yours. And then they go, oh, these people, when, when you show them something that is of a higher value, I'm not talking about price, I'm talking about value. Value. When there's added value in something, they don't mind paying a higher price mm. for it, you know. Yeah. But if you can't show them what is the value-added uh, um, proposition of, of your um 
of your product compared to some something else competitors then okay. um then they can't see and then they will quibble about the price and for some people if the price is the highest criteria i mentioned earlier about criteria right so people have different criteria for buying so some people it's first it's quality to its appearance maybe somewhere third or fourth is price but for some people the highest criteria is price and if they've already made up their mind inside their head that the price is the price yeah if you can possibly try and convince them that the other criteria are being fulfilled they might compromise on the price but then mm. again they might not okay mm. so in terms of your just just finally like your well-formed outcomes and also the vision board right how often do you change this or you know do you, is it, there's going to be a deadline right mm. so what what do you do when it comes to the vision board and the well-formed outcomes Well, you go back and look at it and then, you know, you set a deadline. If it's achieved, then mm. you kind of take it off, give yourself a good pat on the back, take it off and put more things. Right. People need to continuously set goals. And a goal is not something like you reach out your hand and then you can touch, yeah. you know. Your goal has to be a little bit out of the reach. A little bit harder. So there has to be that stretch for okay. you to go and get it, right? right. So uh, when you've achieved your goal, then set yourself other goals. That's, that's what I've done over the years, hmm. you know. So I, I mean... Years ago, 20 years ago, I sat down and wrote a list of 10 things down on, and I wasn't even NLP trained 20, right. 20 years ago. Um, you know, I didn't know all these things about goal setting, writing it down, vision board and all. I just did it one rainy day and I achieved all of them. Mm. You know, so then I set more goals and I set more goals. So every year you set yourself new goals. Right. Um, if the goal doesn't sort of work out, Uh, within the time frame you expect it, then you could go back and look at your limiting beliefs. Mm. What is the belief that you're holding inside of yourself that's stopping you from achieving that? Mm. Um, and then you remove the limiting belief, which we most NLP practitioners, all NLP practitioners are trained to, timeline therapy practitioners are trained to do. Remove the limiting beliefs and then um, then you reset, go, reset, la, reset the timeline. Don't kill yourself and <laughs> knock yourself on the head if you didn't get it in the time frame. Right. Be kind to yourself. Just, you know, maybe you've reset your limiting beliefs. Give yourself another extended period of time and and do it. Right. The whole idea is to enjoy the process, not, not you know, be rigid and, and yeah. tough on yourself when things don't work out the way you want. All right. We've been talking about how you can use NLP in business and sales. Uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation here, of course, last Friday of the month. And you'll get to hear her again uh, the last Friday of next month together with Nicole Rodriguez from Mountain Fresh Fruit Juices. Raise a game, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.